0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the program. We are your hosts, Matthew Miller and Joe Muzidla. It is good to be with you. Uh, on this particular program, we're going to be uh, taking a look at Isaiah 54. Um, and I'll be reading from the NASB. And I'll just go ahead and start. Um Let's go ahead. Isaiah 54, 1. Shout for joy, O barren one. You who have borne no child, break forth into joyful shouting and cry aloud. You who have not travailed, for the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch out the curtains of your dwellings. Spare not. Lengthen your cords and strengthen your pegs. For you will spread abroad to the right and to the left and your descendants will possess nations and you will resettle the desolate cities. Fear not for you will not be put to shame and you will not be humiliated, not feel humiliated for you will not be disgraced. But you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more. For your husband is your Maker, whose name is the Lord of Hosts, and your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel, who is called the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you like a, for, like a wife forsaken and grieved in spirit, even like a wife of one's youth when she is rejected, says your God. For a brief moment I forsook you. But with great compassion, I will gather you in an outburst of anger. I hid my face from you for a moment, but with everlasting love and kindness, I, ha- I will have compassion on you, says the Lord, your Redeemer. For this is like the days of Noah to me when I swore that the waters of Noah would not flood the earth again. So I have sworn that I will not be angry with you, nor will I rebuke you. For the mountains may may be removed, and the hills may shake, but my loving kindness will not be removed from you, and my covenant of peace will not be shaken, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. O afflicted one, storm-tossed and not comforted, behold, I will set your stones in an- antimony, and your foundations I will lay in sapphires. Moreover, I will make your battlements of rubies, and your gates of crystal, and your entire and your entire wall of precious stones. All your sons will be taught of the Lord, and the well-being of your sons will be great. In righteousness you will be established. You will be far from oppression, for you will not fear, and from terror, for it will not come near you. If anyone fiercely assails you, it will not come from me. Whoever assails you will fall because of you. Behold, I myself have created the smith who blows the fire of coals and brings out a weapon for its work. And I have created the destroyer to to ruin. No weapon that is formed against you will prosper, and every tongue that accuses you in judgment you will condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and the vindication is from me, declares the Lord.
2: Man, there's a whole lot there. Um, Actually it's all there, isn't it? Uh, It's actually all there. All of it. I mean, you realize this is the entire end-time story. Yeah. This is the whole thing. This is the whole kit and caboodle, man. Um, and it's amazing how, how God does this uh, because well, he does this many times with many chapters. He'll tell you the entire story from the beginning to end. He, he does this many times, especially uh, with the book of Isaiah. But uh, here you're told outright That the woman becomes the bride. You realize that, right? Yes. Uh, I mean, he was very forthright. He had no problem uh, telling you whatsoever. Uh, You know, uh, for the sons of the desolate one will be more numerous than the sons of the married woman, says the Lord, enlarge the place of your tent. Now we get into – well, let me get your – Maybe you should start talking about the verses. I mean, I could just jump right in here and just man, go to go to town, literally. But uh, what's some of your thoughts of, of these verses? What what's jumping out to you, Joe?
1: Ah, uh, like fifty four one, you know, shout for joy, O barren one, for you have borne no child. I I, I just uh, think of well the third and. I don't know, well as you put it the third times a charm um the slaughter of the innocents uh this to me shouts out uh the sixth seal event um and and, and then it to me it 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 then goes to the promise given to uh abraham um in, in that very verse as well and ties that in um, and then, you know, if I go to fifty-four two, to me it seems, you know, it, it enlarge the place of your tent. I, I think of the the tabernacle of of David, of the the that tent being uh, stretched out over. Um, and that's that's kind of where my mind goes, at least for those first two.
2: Well, yeah, there's there's no escaping it, um, boy. Uh, I could give a whole sermon just off what, just off of what you brought out, just just hearing these 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 two verses. But you have to understand why. You have to know in your heart why this thing would be done. Now, Joe, you you have to come to grips with. You realize nothing can make a barren woman rejoice, right? Right. I mean there's just there's no fixing it.
1: No, no, no the there is not.
2: So you have to understand that um he stated to you exactly what you needed to know for key elements. Oh my goodness, key. You have to you you have to have eyes that can see and ears that can hear. It's mandatory. He's he's literally forcing you to see something. He is forcing you to see the six seal event and I'm going to tell you why. Uh, because, uh, we need to talk about, it. ladies and gentlemen, you have to come to grips with this. The great day of he who sitteth up upon the throne, he has no problem telling you that every single person on this planet knows exactly what's going to transpire over the next 1,260 days. He has no problem telling you. Um, we get a list. This is how he begins, um. Isaiah chapter 24, he makes sure that all of all of you know, no, there's no more secrets. There's no more secret societies. He goes way out of his way in Isaiah chapter 24 to tell you that. Then when we get the six seal event, he wants to make sure uh, that you know, that everybody knows what just happened. And guess what, Joe?
0: Hmm.
2: Guess what? He doesn't say that word you want him to say. It's not what he says. That's not what he says. Uh, this is what he does say. In the Sixth Seal event, he said, they said to the mountains and to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sitteth on the throne. Then you get the information about the very last day. It's empirical evidence that everybody on this planet knows exactly what happens 1,260 days later. And from the wrath of the Mm Lamb. This is a salaw moment. It's a Salaam moment. And when you put this with the parent chapter of Isaiah chapter twenty-four, he makes sure that everybody knows that no, there's there's no there's no secrets. Um, that's that's all fiction, okay? He wants you to make sure that you know all about the pyramid scheme, don't you, Joe? Um, even at your work. Mm-hmm. What makes your boss your boss? I tell you, he has codes that you don't have, doesn't he? yep right? Mm-hmm. right right this is how all of society is compartmentalized with secrets okay and uh, he comes right out and and tells you uh, Isaiah chapter 24 verse 2 and the people okay ladies and gentlemen that's that the Hebrew and the Greek says exactly what you thought it was saying all people all people will be like the priest the servant Like his master, the maid, like her mistress, the buyer, like the seller, the lender, like the borrower, the creditor, like the debtor. Everybody knows. So, you have to understand that the only reason why the barren woman would be jubilant is because she knows what just happened. She knows exactly what just happened. And, of course, there's no getting around it with either the Hebrew or the Greek. There's no way around... Uh, the baron uh, having travailed, um, you need to know all of the promises concerning uh, 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 her children uh, being numerous. Uh, uh, there's Look, there's just no way around it, and there's no real reason to even talk about it if you know the Hebrew and the Greek. This phraseology he's used here can only take you one place. And that place is Revelation chapter 12. Now, like I stated, you have to realize that during the six seal event, the word you were looking for, oh no, the event happened. No, sorry to rain on everybody's party. That's not what they all say. None of them make reference to being left behind, do they, Joe? Nope. No. No, 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 no. They state the exact opposite. They state that, well, they just saw he who sitteth upon the throne. Okay, but uh, you have to realize that this event is, uh, well, Matthew chapter 24, verse uh, 19. Uh, This is the magnificent event we're told about uh, the male child. There's no getting around it absolutely no getting around it But so you have to realize that he told you in his first verse, this is a supernatural planet wide event that all these barren Christian women are all of a sudden jumping for joy they supernaturally know this now, I mean I know I just mentioned numerous verses but, uh, and I could share tons more of verses that say when this event is going to happen uh, we uh and he mentions the great gathering here, uh, which is just off the charts as well. But anyway, we'll we'll get to that in later verses. But but uh, verse two, Joe, let's just be serious. I already quoted from Isaiah chapter twenty four, right? Mm-hmm. I just read verse two. if you go back to Isaiah chapter twenty four and read verse three, he's going to explain to you Isaiah chapter fifty four, verse two. And verse 3. Now a lot of people, just just makes their heads spin, what did you say? Yeah, that, that's exactly what I said. Now, you have to realize that this is why in Ezekiel's prophecy, the new temple is not used with the measure. It uses the royal measure. The royal measure was exactly one-seventh longer than the measure. Ladies and gentlemen. So he just told you, had no problem telling you in verses way before the entire chapters way before this, that by the way, the earth is going to go to its royal measure. He didn't have a problem telling you that. So, when he says, uh, by the way, the tabernacle of David, you're going to have to stretch that puppy out. Because it's going to be bigger. Mm-hmm. And you have to understand that it's going to uh, uh, spread abroad. I mean, that this is the perfect way to well to to how do I explain this in Hebrew? how would I say this in Hebrew verse three? Um you you really have to understand that, that that's what being phrased here is is well it means to break forth. I mean that's what H sixty five fifty five means. It means to to break forth, so when it um so when it Lord have mercy. Um here, let me just look at it in Hebrew. Okay. All right. It 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 starts off with key. I mean, that's literally how you and I would say it, uh, you know, K-E-Y, like a key for a door. Okay.
0: But
2: that is a conjunction, so it starts out with key. And then it says, right hand, left, shall break forth. Now, I don't care what the KJV says or what the New American Standard, but I don't care what – that's what it it says exactly in Hebrew, and means the right and the left shall break forth the seed of the Gentiles shall inherit the cities that are desolate now that's not what you're read it for me again, whatever translation you got,
1: uh um, it says descendants, but if I click on the little thing, it says seed,
2: yeah, yeah, that's seed that's that's yeah, that's seed. So read that verse for me in, in whatever translation you got.
1: Okay. Uh, for you will spread abroad to the right and to the left, for your descendants will possess nations and will resettle the desolate cities.
2: Well, yeah, that, that, that is an extremely good translation. Uh, but you have to understand that, that, that the Hebrew – and I'm, I'm not even talking about the Greek. Okay, let's try not to make your head explode, Joe. So we're just talking about the Hebrew um yes that 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 would be a good generic translation of those words. But uh this 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 the spreading out idea that's that's not what the Hebrew's saying. It's it's saying literally to break to uh, to burst would be a really good way to, to uh, say that too. Okay. To burst. Uh and when you look uh <laughs> When you look at this in the original language um, You you realize that he's saying a whole lot more Okay, let me say it like this The normal people who read this would be Jews, right? Mm-hmm But he says Gentiles, Joe Okay So you realize the ramifications of what, what are being said here Now, mm-hmm. this, uh, you know this word is also used about Nabal uh, that's the same exact word used here in First uh, Samuel twenty-five ten. 10 uh, Nabal answered David's servants and said who is David and who is the son of Jesse that there are many servants today who will each break away from his master that's the same exact word okay what what you're seeing there, your your translations uh, might say rebel or turn away, uh, or break away. Something. No, that's not what it says. <laughs> no, that's that's not what the Hebrew says. It means uh, 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 to to separate or burst forth. Is what it means.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So, ladies and gentlemen, look. The Jews know what this is talking about. It's just the Americanized Christians that don't. He just said, and yes, ladies and gentlemen, he said Gentiles, their seed will be the ones inhabiting the desolate cities that have been destroyed. Look, I know this is hard for you to understand, ladies and gentlemen. I know you're wanting Joe and I to tell you the exact timing of the event. I'm not even going to mention its name, okay? But that thing you want us to talk about. You need to really concentrate on what's being stated here. He literally just came out and told you that uh, on this day there wouldn't be a single thing standing. He said it to you before many times, but you need to make sure that you realize just exactly what the Lord your God is stating here in verse 3. Now, uh, read verse 3 for us again, Joe.
1: Okay, for you will spread abroad to the right. And to the left And your descendants will possess nations And will resettle the desolate cities
2: Uh, Yeah, that's correct Uh, However um, How do I put this? Uh, Well, this is How do I say that? This is the In the imperfect third person masculine plural sense It means cities Ladies and gentlemen, all cities, all of them, all of them, not some of them, they're all, they all just became desolate in an instant. You um, need to understand the references to time here, ladies and gentlemen. It's very important that you – well, my sons get frustrated with me because they – They continue to get frustrated because I do this to them. I point out to them what God actually said, and they get frustrated because they couldn't see it when it was staring them right in the face. I don't believe the Bible, ladies and gentlemen. I know it. There is an extreme difference, extreme difference. Look at it this way. Your foundation is the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. That is not mine. My foundation is the Bible, God's holy word, how it was delivered to us in the Hebrew and the Greek. This is why my thoughts are foreign to yours. I don't think like you. I'm not like you. And when I say that, you need to understand that uh, you believe mathematics, correct? You don't question mathematics, do you? It's a foundational belief that you have that one plus one is two. That's how I view the Bible. I, I I don't believe that one plus one is two. I know it. It's inherent to my superstructure. Okay, so when you do that, there's there, there's no real reason to get frustrated, but just just take a deep breath, ladies and gentlemen. You need to take a deep breath and realize that He never gave you any references to time here, and you're supposed to know that all three of these first verses in Hebrew, uh, they happen all at the same time. Same time. So, with this in mind, um, let's get back to uh, the idea in verse 2. Enlarge the place of your tent. You all should know where you're going. You all should know your New Testament scripture. That comes right out and tells you, quotes from the Old Testament, you're going to the Tabernacle of David. And other prophetic uh, chapters even tell you who's going to rule in the Tabernacle of David. No questions about it. This is what's going to happen. So when you're told that you're going to have to spread from the left and the right or the rising of the sun, setting the sun, however you want to put it. He's being quite literal. The dimensions of this planet are going to, whether you like it or not, increase. It's going to get bigger. So, these first three verses gives you a moment, a window in time, when a number one, everybody supernaturally knows what's going on, and the most jubilant of these people. Now, you have to understand, ladies and gentlemen, What was you wanting to hear? Well, you was wanting to hear about your event, right? Those would be the most happy people, right, that was taken. Right, Joe? Yeah. How is it that a barren woman is more happier than a person that was taken? Now you understand, ladies and gentlemen? And you can talk to any psychologist you want to. Ask them all about uh, comforting a woman that cannot have a child. Go ahead, knock yourself out. There is no comforting a woman that is barren. No. And she is the happiest. So with this in mind, he starts speaking forward. He starts speaking forward. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what Revelation chapter 12 says, you don't know what he's going to say. You don't know where he's going. But if you know Revelation chapter 12, you know full well. That an assault is coming against you, not from without. Oh no 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 no! We got to go back to Carraw's rebellion. That's where we're going, and this whole diatribe, uh, well, is uh, is going to be carried out. Um, and these these. This phraseology he uses, God of all the earth, uh, <laughs> because everybody knows it. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, you have to realize that that he's very forthright in telling you exactly what's going to happen. He has no problem telling you, whatsoever. And he's he's told you, um, well, you're going to uh, the earth is going through, going to go through a tribulation it's going to get trashed. Oh yeah. It's, it's, it's going to get trashed. So, uh, well, I think I've talked enough about those first three verses. So, uh, Joe, back to you, uh, your thoughts or am I an idiot? Um, if so, say so by all means, but back to you.
1: No, that's my hat. <laughs> um, um, you know the one that stands out to me, I guess, is is still in fifty four two. It seems like a simultaneous event, event like you said. You know, all three. But uh, to me, when I, you I, know, like I said, I'm not uh, seeing it in the Hebrew or the Greek, but just in the English, and just uh, lengthen your chords. Um, well, that that I guess makes me think of. Our hinds feet, or our hinds legs, or the double helix.
2: Well, well, duh, Joe, because oh my goodness, we we really don't have to talk about this, do we? Um,
1: I I don't know. We we don't have to.
2: Okay, where does the Holy Spirit dwell?
1: In 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 our superstructure.
2: That's right. He calls it his temple, right? Mm-hmm. Well, he goes on to tell you. I mean, he gives great detail that it has. Different parts. It has many stones. Now, he does pull out a couple for your remembrance here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, you're supposed to see all that. Um, and uh, uh, that, that's a whole reason why he, he starts describing the entire wall will be of precious stones. Dif- different pieces, different parts. There's going to be battlements. <laughs> of course there is. There's going to be the Talulim is going to be the battlements, and it's, it's got to be rut, what? The color of blood. Duh. Rubies. Your gates will be crystal, your entire wall of precious stones, yada, 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 yada. So he's expecting you to, to know that. Uh, so, so yes, this is literal, figural, um, or f- figurative, and prophetic. It's it's all the above. He's literally giving you a massive set of data that you, you well, well, Joe, you just have to, uh, you just have to understand that uh, God can say everything
0: mm-hmm. with
2: whichever verse He wants to, right? But yes, uh, you know, concentrating on uh, there the the tent pegs need to be uh, uh, lengthened. He talks about these things uh, many times uh, about the earth, uh, what's going to happen, how it's going to happen. Um, let's see, what's what's a what's just one good one I can bring out? Um, let's see here, Steve Austin, Six Million Dollar Man. No 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 no. Uh, Isaiah chapter. Uh, go to uh, Isaiah chapter uh, forty-eight, verse thirteen. Do it right now
1: going. Okay, computer.
2: Isaiah 48:13. Almost there. <laughs> okay, here we go. Read it.
1: Surely my hand founded the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand together.
2: Do you have any idea what he just said with this word, this usage of the word he just use the spread part Mm-mm Joe you can't see it
0: Okay My right hand spread out
2: Okay okay Joe Okay What is the verb here Okay it's at the end of the verse What's the verb What are they going to do together Stand Read the verse one more time
1: uh, Surely my hand founded the earth and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand together.
2: Okay. What's the two things in the verse, Joe? The earth.
1: And the heavens.
2: And what are they going to do?
1: They're going to stand together.
2: Okay. And Mm -hmm. this happens when he calls, right?
1: Yes, this is um, uh, Asaph.
2: That's right. They, okay, let's 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 do that. Okay. Uh let's see here. Nah, 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 nah. Um Let's see. Uh the mighty one God, the Lord has spoken in some of the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting out of Zion, the perfection of beauty. God hath shown forth. So uh ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you'd have read the book of psalms you would have seen this verse coming because literally that's that's really what it's quoting from when god calls to the earth but now he just told you now he just explained it to you in a different way he said the earth uh the because he never well uh i don't want to get too deeply into astral mechanics or celestial mechanics But literally, he was telling you uh, that it is God who orders where the sun rises and sets. Now, that's that's what you call the ecliptic. The ecliptic is different in the heavens than the equator. Okay? Now, to make a long story short, God just came right out into – you know what, Joe? Please read that verse one more time.
1: Surely my hand founded the earth, and my right hand spread out the heavens. When I call to them, they stand together.
2: He just told you we were going to a zero degree axis, Bubba.
1: Mhm.
2: you don't have to like it. He just come right out and told you right that they were going to stand up together. Mhm. Uh, this goes right to the longest chapter of the Bible. He comes right out and tells you you don't have a problem coming out and telling you, but anyway, he just told you again, you do not have to like it. He just told you the earth's going to get bigger. And, of course, it has to get bigger because, well, ladies and gentlemen, what's the most powerful thing you know? Probably the most powerful thing you know is like an earthquake or maybe uh Krakatoa when it was blown to obliteration. Or maybe um, a CME is, is certainly a great deal more powerful than that. Pro, uh, perhaps the Carrington event, uh, that huge uh, CME that… Uh, of course even caught uh, telegraph offices on fire you have no idea how powerful of an impact do you think a terrestrial incursion by the Lord God of hosts is going to create ladies and gentlemen you have no no scale to put that in so literally all geologists will be able to tell you that no, nah, the type of 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 terawatts, billions of terawatts of power that could be at play. If we don't expand, we'll explode. Mm. Duh. Okay, let me say that. Mm. Duh. He just told you that. Look, you don't have to be afraid. The tabernacle of David is going to be spread out to facilitate this mechanism. Because if it didn't, you'd fly apart. And all, not some, all astrophysicists and geologists know this. They know it. So, how much information do you want? I mean, that's, you know, let me put that question to Joe. Joe, how much information do you want about uh, about how the tribulation is going to be. I mean, because he just told you well, he just told you more than you even had the wherewithal to understand up until this point. But how much data do you want? Because he's given it all to you. I mean, he's not afraid to tell you. Right. So, I, I mean, it just blows me away how people hunt and hunt and hunt and hunt and hunt for their event, right?
0: Mm, mm.
2: When, dude... You, do you not realize that <laughs> how much data he just gave you? I mean for real, Joe. I, I'm I'm not I'm not trying to be facetious or or joke. Did you have any idea that that much data was in this chapter? This random chapter, Isaiah chapter fifty four. Because this is quite random. I literally asked you what chapter you want to do. You said the flood. I said, Really? Well that could be this chapter, that chapter, this chapter, because they all mentioned flood, but so this is just a random chapter that we're doing here. Did you have any idea that much technical data of what God was going to do when he gets here? Did you have any idea there was that much data in just these i mean well, this is seventeen verses here, and we ain't even talked about but maybe three or four
1: right uh, it, it's uh well, you know let me be let me be honest and, and with this is, is it's not shocking to me that there is that much data because he is God. And he, you know, he's done that to me, uh, you know, in studies where it's, it's, it's intense how much, and we haven't even you know, basically scratched the surface really, uh of what what's all there. I know uh we could probably spend just on those first three verses probably uh hours and hours uh looking at all the technical data that he does give. Uh I'm sure, you know, if we were to pull out the alphanumerics numerics and, and a- everything else, it, it would be uh, extreme. But yeah, I I I get your point, though that you know when you're looking for uh, an event that doesn't even exist, well, you overlook all this.
2: Well, well, let me ask you this: you is a prophecy buff, right? I,
1: I well, I guess so.
2: So, have you ever heard a commentary on Isaiah chapter fifty-four? No. So, what, you've only heard commentary from, from Revelation?
1: Uh, usually. Usually. That's usually where it, it, it ends up. Well, uh, mm. Or, I, I should say, that's usually where it start, starts and stops, is what I should say.
2: And, and they always mention this event. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, They're looking in all the wrong places. Right. They're absolutely looking in all of the wrong places. They don't – I mean, Joe, the most important question you can ask is the one that you don't know to ask. Do you realize that? Right. That's always the most important question is the one that you don't even realize you should be asking. But this is obviously – this time, this tent inside of this tent is when we're going to walk in our hind places our, our high places when we're going to receive our hind legs. He had no problem uh, saying it to you in a way that you would understand it right he had no pro- I mean he had no problem telling you that by the way man, uh, don't look up and be afraid because I'm going to stand up the heavens and the earth and they are going to stand up together.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: He literally just told you open-mouthed. He told you open-mouthed, open-faced. He told you, you're going to a zero-degree axis. There is no going to be any 23.4-degree difference between the equator and the ecliptic. Man, just come right out, right out and told you, no problem. Right. So now you're not going to be scared. No. And this is the one event that would literally scare you to death right I mean that event would would definitely scare you to death, so you know with all of this this positive reinforcement positive reinforcement, then we get to verse four, and now it ain't positive no more it's just not positive anymore, but uh he gives warnings here um. Fear not, uh, for you will not be put to shame. And do not feel humiliated, for you will not be disgraced. He just came right out and told you that someone was going to try to uh, humiliate you and disgrace you. Now, but you will forget the shame of your youth and the reproach of your widowhood. You will remember no more. He's of course wanting you to see, uh, of course the famous one that he will wipe every tear from your eye, yada yada yada. Like I said, ladies and gentlemen, in this place, everybody supernaturally knows what's going down. They know it. Now, they're going to try to do exactly what uh, well Carra did. You don't you don't have to like it. That's what they're going to. They're going to try to be your leaders. You don't need no leaders. So these people are going to try to stand up and do exactly what Corral tried to do and lead you, and uh, how do they do? – oh, my goodness. Let's talk about it, Joe. What's the number one thing the Republican candidate does to the Democratic candidate and vice versa? Oh,
1: as far as just shaming and humiliating?
2: That's right. What do they call it? Uh, they call it a uh, – some kind of campaign. Um, I can't remember. Uh, But you know this, right? Mm Mm-hmm. A smear campaign, that's what it
1: is. Yeah, that's what it is.
2: It's standard operating procedure, is it not? Yes. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, you should know that God told you their modus operandi thousands of years ago. Thousands of years ago. They are going to get up and say... You're not smart enough to lead yourself. We need leaders. We need leaders. Who's in charge of this group over here? Anyway, it's quite comical. This is common knowledge, ladies and gentlemen. It's common knowledge what they do. You know it in your gut, don't you? You've watched all the presidential <laughs> election campaigns and all the – they put these ads on, and it's, it's always like, wait a minute. Isn't this really uh, – if they say that any publicity is good publicity, isn't this candidate paying hundreds of thousands – well, millions of dollars for this 30-second spot on you know, NBC to say bad things against the other candidate when it's common knowledge? Any publicity is good publicity. This is common knowledge, right, Joe? Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. So why do they do it again? That's right, ladies, because there's no such thing as a Republican. There's no such thing as a Democrat. There's only the kleptocracy. Now, Jacqueline Onassis didn't believe it until they put her husband's brains all over her dress in public, and nobody did nothing about it. So anyway... Um, you're told uh that well, your Redeemer one is the holy one of those whom he has straightened. Um and he says, uh, who is called the God of all the earth. For the Lord has called you, no matter what their smear campaign is against you. Yeah, I know that um uh yeah, you're in your little group, but you don't have a degree. I have a degree. That's the first thing they pull on you, right, Joe? Mm-hmm. You're not a licensed leader. You do know that's what a degree is, Joe. It's a license. You realize that, right? Yeah. Well, God just told you everything that they were going to say, but you're supposed to say this. You are nothing more than me because we're a body. And I don't care what degree you have or what license you have. Anyway, uh it's uh pretty nice. Uh, That he, uh, well, let's talk about this. For the Lord has called you like a wife forsaken. Uh Uh-oh. You should know what he's talking about. And grieved in spirit, even like a wife of one's youth when she is rejected. Ooh, 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 ooh. You gotta hate those. Especially when you know exactly what he's talking about. Now, Joe. What is the strange thing that's promised to happen to our sons and to our daughters? What would they be able to do in this time? Prophesy, remember?
1: Prophesy, yeah.
2: That's right. And the Holy Spirit's going to be dumped on them, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Joe, wouldn't it be nice if you could just head on down to the prophet and ask him what to do about your current situation? Yeah. There is none, is there, Joe? Nope. Now, there's a whole lot of – well, he actually is going to talk about them. Uh, but anyway, um, there's a whole lots of people that say they're prophets and prophetesses, right? Mm-hmm. Are they? No. No. Do you want to know why, Joe? Because if there was, that's what would be on NBC tonight. Yep. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know that, right?
1: <laughs> yes.
2: Everybody does, Joe. So, he come out and told you that when you go into this, he's expecting you to know, like, uh, well, he's expecting you to have read the book of John, and when Jesus told you that night was coming when no good work could be done, you'd know what he was talking about, because you can't do nothing without the Spirit, right? Right. He's talking about miracles, Joe. I mean, uh, you didn't realize that even the handkerchiefs of Paul could be taken to people and they'd be healed? You know the Bible says that, Joe? Yeah. Uh when's the last time you seen that? Look, man, don't don't lie to me. When's the last time you seen on Fox or NBC or ABC or whatever else there is today? I guess there's Netflix and I don't care. When's the last time you seen a cripple take somebody's hand and get up? You ain't seen it no don't lie to me you haven't seen it because it ain't happened do you understand yep when's the last time you seen somebody receive sight haven't you ain't you haven't so he's going to tell you about it for a brief moment I forsook you but with great compassion I will what what will he do Joe gather what what chapter is that in where he says he's going to gather you Okay, as far
0: First, as Asaph, right?
2: Psalm oh, chapter yeah. fifty. Yep. Um. Well, it's kind of all over the place. Mm-hmm. Joe. Uh, Hosea chapter. I mean, look, I could just sit there and just go, just, <laughs> just like the 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 six million dollar man.
0: I mean, <laughs> I mean,
2: it's everywhere, Joe. Right. But uh, the people that's most familiar is of course Revelation chapter twelve. He has no problem telling you So uh, And of course Then he tells you about the instance The moment in well when time Read verse 8 Joe
1: In an outburst of anger I hid my face from you For a moment But with everlasting love and kindness I will have compassion on you Says the Lord your Redeemer
2: Boy that talks about Time You realize that a moment was going to be stretched Into the everlasting right there And he was expecting you to see that He was expecting you to see it So you should know That once you're gathered Once that takes place Because he didn't have a problem telling you Mm -hmm. I mean we just read verse 7 We just read verse 8 He's expecting you to know That once you are gathered Once you're at the tabernacle of David You don't have to worry about time anymore. Because who's coming? That's right. The wrath of the Lamb is coming. He's Mm -hmm. coming. It's a done deal. Do you understand? Yep. Now, he told you there's going to be some, you know, people's going to shame you, right? Right. But they're going to be dealt with. So he's expecting you to know that once you make it to that tabernacle, it's a done deal. Boys and girls, as long as you as long as you don't commit rebellion, as long as you don't cast your lot with Kara, you're good. It's a done deal. He had no problem telling you that. Joe, your thoughts, your uh, your comments.
1: Oh, I'm trying to think of the verse. Uh, in an outburst of anger, I hid my face from you for a moment. Uh, we we talked about that recently. Of of. This reminds me of the time where he basically says he's he's not gonna hear your prayers um,
2: that's right. uh, where did we talk about that? That was on the
1: um, what
2: show was that We talked about that on.
1: I don't remember i I'm trying to think of which one that was, but we did we did discuss that
2: well, that can be a little Easter egg, okay. For everybody to go hunt down. Oh, you're right about that. He said this before. He didn't have a problem telling you about it. Oh, no. Um. Yes, he certainly has an outburst of uh, anger. And he don't hear your prayers. He comes right out and tells you that. But anyway, um, yeah, that can be an Easter egg for you, ladies and gentlemen. It's there. Seek it. You'll find it. Now, look. Don't seek the stock market ticker. You're never going to find it. But anyway, it's, it's somewhere even on – see, either on Joe's or my stuff. It's somewhere. <laughs> it is there, <sighs> and we did talk about it. And Joe just had another Salah moment. He remembered. Mm-hmm. He was like, wait a minute. The Lord my God already told me there's going to be a time when he wasn't going to listen to me. He, uh, your mm-hmm. prayers weren't going to be heard. He come right out and told you, man.
1: Yeah.
2: Well, this is that moment. So, I mean, he – look. I mean, you've had, well, this is actually a couple of remembrancers you've had because when when he said, call to the earth, you had another remembrancer back to Psalms chapter 50, right? Right. So this is a couple you've got going on
0: now. Right.
2: But now we get to the real cons- conspiracy theory stuff here in verse 9. That's a real conspiracy. So I'm going to read that and you give your, com- uh, your commentary on it because I'm tired of having to do everything. Um. Let's see here. I'll I'll read a few verses. Um, For this is like the days of Noah to me. Wow. He had no problem coming right out and telling you. I'm sorry. Uh, Sometimes the depth and breadth of... uh, Well, my ignorance is astounding. Let me just shut up. For this is like the days of Noah to me, when I swore that the waters of Noah... Would not flood the earth again. So I have sworn. That I will not be angry. With you. Nor will I rebuke you. For the mountains may be removed. And the hills may shake. But my loving kindness. Will not be removed from you. And my covenant of peace. Will not be shaken. Says the Lord. Who has compassion. On you. Joe.
1: Oh, goodness. Um, Well, this mentally brings me back to uh, Christ the King uh, referencing, just like the days of Noah, so shall it be. Um, For this is just like the days of Noah to me. It's uh, rendering judgment um, once again. Uh, But in... uh, Well, well, I guess opposite. Uh, You know, basically we're going back to, you know, he just gave you all the verses uh, ahead of this saying that, well, the Earth's going to go back to the days of Noah. It's going to be uh, put back at a zero-degree axis. So this is almost, uh, I guess, around the ride or a... You know, for him, um, a remembrance. Um, and when I swore the waters of Noah would not flood the earth again, so I have sworn that I would not be angry with you, uh, nor will I rebuke you. Um. And this this reminds me. Well, this I guess if I was uh, thinking of this, that that he established a covenant uh, with Noah. And, um, well, he spared Noah and his family, you know, eight. So, um, that's, I guess that's where my memory or my remembrance goes to just looking at that in, uh, four nine, Um, and then 54.10 for the mountains may be removed and the hills, uh, may shake, um, uh once again uh go back to isaiah the twenty fourth chapter uh basically the uh well he tells you that the uh low places will be made high and the high places will be made low we uh we described this in the earlier chapters um that uh well the, the earth going to increase by uh one seventh Um, so, uh, in, in that regard, uh, well, that would straighten things out. Um, and then it kind of, uh, to me, it's kind of ties in that covenant that he made with Noah. And I guess, uh, brings me back into remembrance of, uh, a covenant that he's made with, well, the woman.
2: Well, cool beans, man. Um, so, I, I do have to make a differentiation here. Okay. He, he says covenant of peace. Mm. Now, you don't realize that that is. Well, and he says, well, he's expecting you to know Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. For a child will be born to us, a son will be given to us, and the government will rest on his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. The only mm-hmm. place you can go here is to the Emmanuel prophecy. Right. There's another place you can go. Just, just Isaiah chapter. Look, I'm I'm being serious with you.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So um, that whole. Prince of Peace thing um, Because he never I mean this is the only time this, this Covenant is mentioned This this Covenant of Peace But he gives you a call sign for it That it can't be shaken And of course He obviously is expecting you to know what he just told you That this is the great day of Husa up Upon the throne
0: mm-hmm. And
2: they are going to be a great shaking But in This you will have this covenant of peace. So this, this, this has to tie you to, uh, like I said, uh, the Emmanuel prophecies of uh, Isaiah chapter 7 and 8. The one I just quoted from was the extrapolation of who is their king, which is of course Christ the king is the particular group in question here, which is it, the baby that's been born in um, you know the, the first verses that we read. Mhm So now he's going to give you some more information um, wow um, uh, well, the next verses we've we've really already talked about the point being is that you are going to go through this great shaking. you're going to go through the great day of you set up upon the throne because verse eleven, O afflicted one, storm tossed and not comforted, behold, I will set your stones in atrimony. And your foundations I will lay in sapphires. Moreover, I will make your battlements of rubies and your gates of crystal. And, and we all know what this means. Uh, there's some Russians that are, you know, uh, in the third row and probably the fourth row, like ten foot up the wall. There's, you know, French people. We understand what he's talking about, what's, what's being constructed here. The entire wall will be of precious stones, no matter who they are. And your sons will be taught of the Lord. Do you realize this is literal, don't you? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. He literally stated here, ladies and gentlemen, that he who sitteth upon the throne was going to teach these children. He had no problem coming out and telling you that. No problem whatsoever. So, of course, this is... Uh, when uh, the children go to Mount Zion, uh, this uh, this male child, this Emmanuel prophecy, this this in the Emmanuel prophecy, it's it's stated kind of strange. People have never heard it before, but it's right there in the in the Hebrew. It says the uh, Emmanuel Elohim is what it says. What you know from the uh, Emmanuel, it's that first part, and the second part is not El, It's Elohim, the Imanu Elohim, hmm. but uh, anyway, uh, these uh, these Mosheim is what he's talking about, um, and they are literally going to be taught by God. Um, all of them will be. So uh, then he gives you some 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 other uh, machinations. Of course, he already mentioned the battlements. That's stained in blood Or rubies um, You all know that from Revelation chapter 20 Who it is that rules On the late great planet Earth I don't need to give A great deal of discourse about them But they are the battlements um, And uh, I, My son was talking about this You know He he wanted to know if they were going to be like You know <laughs> Ah, uh, God bless him. Are they going to be like the extremist, Daddy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, they're 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 going to be extremists. Uh, no doubt about it. And uh, God is very clear uh, that uh, that you will be far from oppression. Uh, you will not fear, uh, and from terror, uh, for it will not come near you. Uh, you have no idea, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you you just need to wrap your mind around this. These people have been sealed. They've been sent into the outer darkness And the beast has beheaded them They're going to know what you don't know right now Joe, what does the Bible What's the descriptions that God gives you uh, That happened back in Egypt After the children of Israel left
1: Oh, what happened to Egypt?
2: Mm -hmm. After the children of Israel left
1: I was pretty much destroyed
2: But you don't know that from the biblical text, do you? No. You know the Hyksos invasion, you know that from archaeology, right? Right. Ladies and gentlemen, you have no idea. Well, they have to go through that on a global scale. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, don't you understand that they will see the horrors with their own eyes? I mean... Then he comes right out, and and he don't have any problem telling you about his acts. He has no problem, of, uh, I mean, describing. Uh, he tells you about the false prophet uh, who's going to, to do this. Uh. Anyway, I need to shut up and let Joe comment. Um. Verse 16, behold, I myself have created the smith who blows the fire of the coals and brings out a weapon for its work. Lord have mercy. Uh, and I have created the destroyer to ruin. Joe, your mm. your comments on what God is talking about here.
1: Um to me I almost I almost see uh well two different things here, but uh first you know, I've created uh the Smith who blows the fire of the coals. Um yeah, You know, my impression is he's definitely talking about uh, what he calls his axe, or uh, the one that will ascend to the role of the false prophet. That uh, basically he, well, he states that he uh, sets a hook in his jaw and leads him uh, around, um, and and brings out a weapon for its work. Um, uh, When I think. Uh, destroyer I think of well I think of two things I I think of uh, the beast that uh, ascends out of the bottomless pit but I also think of the well the celestial scapegoat as well Um, that's just kind of where my mind goes when I was
2: looking at that well you're right but it's the same thing right I mean Mm-hmm. He's wanting you to understand that yes, he's talking about the beast is the destroyer But the des- the destroyer also has a celestial sign Just like the sign attributed to the son of man Right But yes, ladies and gentlemen uh, He has definitely created You don't have to like it He's created the false prophet And he has designed that thing To bring out this weapon for its work. This weapon is going to uh, summon, call forth. You don't have to like it. Uh, Daniel gives you great detail about this false prophet being able to trample the host of heaven. You don't have to like any of this stuff. This is just what God tells you. And it's going to happen. And uh, we of course know how he puts down... Those whom God seals in Revelation chapter 7 They have to be beheaded So With this in mind um, You you have to realize what's going on The machinations um, <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen Please try to understand That all this zombie apocalypse going on It, it all comes from the book of Revelation Because God tells you that death going to flee from you During those 1260 days So if you get shot in the head, you're just going to have a headache. And many people are going to try to commit suicide, but it's not going to work. Now, he wants to remind you, of course, about what did he just tell you is going to happen with Korah's rebellion? What's the machination that they're going to say that they're better than you? He's going to remind you of that right now. This is letting you know what, well, you were told in Revelation chapter 12 that the dragon issues a flow out of its mouth anyway he reminds you that this is all together and every tongue that accuses you in judgment you will condemn this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord So, let me just ask another stupid question how much data do you want how much do you need this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, and their vindication is from me, declares the Lord. Okay, let's let's talk about the beast and the false prophet. Joe, what happens to them?
1: Uh, the beast and the false prophet are thrown into the lake of fire.
2: And who does this? That's right. The vindication is from me, declares the Lord. So... Uh you know, I love verse seventeen how he goes back and reminds you uh that uh well what was going to happen to you in the tabernacle of David and what was going to happen on the outside uh, with those that he of course beheads. You have to realize, ladies and gentlemen, let me read that again. Okay? And every tongue that accuses you in judgment you will condemn. He just told you a few verses prior to this what was going to happen. There was two things they were going to do. Uh, their 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 machination how they were going to do this. They were going to try to humiliate you, and disgrace you. This is how you know their calling card. They will forever say they're better than you. But anyway, um. Man, this is good stuff, man. I mean, Joe, do you not realize he just told you everything?
0: Yep. You, you,
2: you literally don't need to know nothing else if you had any questions about what happens after his day, he just told you yeah, he I just go right started. here i I mean, this is it uh, wow, so your general comments, I guess um, yeah, your general comments
1: my general comments um goodness uh you know <laughs> yeah i guess uh, i guess to reiterate uh you 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 asked the question how much data do you need and and throughout it's it's amazing how much data is in just you know one verse but uh the well the care that is taken in this uh, in, in these verses here to reiterate so that you know, and that, and that you understand uh, what is to come. Uh, he, he just keeps telling you over and over and, and, and uses different phrases or different uh, ways to get your mind to uh, see what it is that he's wanting you to see. So it's it's once again beautiful, and I had, uh, uh, as always, I had an absolute blast.
2: Well, I'm glad you enjoyed it, but did you learn anything?
1: Well, yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Cool. <laughs>
2: um, and it's amazing how, I, I mean, you realize this is 17 verses, right? Mm-hmm. How long is Revelation chapter 12? Oh,
1: oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty cool
2: <laughs> okay, let me say it real slow for you okay
1: mhm
2: <laughs> <laughs> ah. the lord is the Lord is just man he is just out there, dude yep, I mean he just gave you i mean in order in order. He gave you what was going to happen, who, what, where, when, why. The whole nine yards, man. He gave you the whole nine yards. And you realize that he was expecting you. Okay, he's like scratching his head, you know. He's like, all right, how do I get the point across these knuckleheads to line up these two events? I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell them information specifically. I can't just mention the beast. and I can't mention a false prophet. I have to mention him. Together, so they understand that this has everything to do with when I stand up the heavens and the earth, and not only stand them up when I stand them up together. I mean, it's just, mm-hmm. dude, it's off the charts. Did you mm-hmm. have any idea that this was in Isaiah chapter 24? Because you've mentioned Isaiah chapter 24 multiple times. Mm-hmm. So, do you think there's more data here or Isaiah chapter 24?
1: Um. Yeah, about the great day, I. Oh my goodness.
2: I mean, because he come right. I mean.
1: Yeah, in, I in, mean, I think of
2: chapter twenty four. He goes into a lot of lot of the machinations about you mm-hmm. know what's going to be happening to the tectonic plates and crap like that, right? Right. But here yeah, he he comes right out and tells you dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he just comes right out and tells. I mean, you realize what astrophysicists think whenever they read this verse. I mean, like. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, he just said he's going to stand up the earth, and it was going to increase in size when he does it. That's pretty cool. This will scare the crap out of them. Mm, Right. And it does, whenever somebody like me shows it to them. They're like, wait a minute, that can't be right, we'll die. Really? Keep reading. (laughs) He's like, wait a minute, we're going to get bigger? Uh Yeah, got to, to take in that much. I mean, look, you're talking billions of gigawatts of power, pure power, unadulterated. I mean, there's only a couple of ways that the earth could absorb that much energy. You'd have to put a set of, well, for one thing, you'd have to offset centrifugal force. You do realize that, right, Joe? Yep. Yeah. Do you realize that we just start massively spinning out of control? You don't like those stars that can be observed at the galactic core?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They just go crazy, right? Well, we can't do that because we don't have a false fear. We're not a star. We have a crustal surface.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And if we do that, we fly apart. So, now look, Joe. What's the easiest way... To deflect that inner that energy of centrifugal force. It probably happened to you all the time when you was a kid with your bikes, your bike wheels. Turn it. You make them wobble, Joe. Yeah. You take those little spokes, you know? You remember those mm-hmm. little wrenches that you had and adjust the spokes? Mm-hmm. And that's actually how you straighten a wheel that's been bent. Remember that? Oh, yeah. The best way to deal with that centrifugal energy... Is to offset it. Maybe I'm not explaining it correctly. Um, Joe, when you were a little kid and and you had your bicycle, and let's say you hit a curb, Mm -hmm. and you got uh uh that wheel would stop, start wobbling, right? Right. And you could never go as fast as you could before, correct? Correct. Because it wobbles, it absorbs the centrifugal energy. That centrifugal energy to maximize your speed. Must be perfect, right? That rim must be perfectly Mm -hmm. straight. Yep. Now, whenever you did it when you was a kid, you had to take off the freaking tire and put it on the vice, and you had to Mm -hmm. tighten this one and spin it, then tighten that one and spin it, and you could tighten the spokes because they were opposing. You could get the rim back straight, correct? Correct. Then you could go fast again, correct? Correct. Have you ever won a bicycle race with your buddies with a wobbling wheel, Joe? No. No. Now, you know this because you liked bikes when you were a kid, and then you grew up, and well, you still wanted to be a kid, so you liked racing, right? Yep. Right. Um, Have you ever seen dragsters do burnouts to get their tires nice and sticky, so they grip? Oh, yeah. You ever seen one blow out? Yep. Why does it do that, Joe?
1: Um... Normally, heat, but uh...
2: no, eh, wrong answer. Imperfections in the tire.
1: Oh, oh, oh! When it gets the shake, yeah.
2: And then, boom, mm-hmm. baby. No, no, ladies and gentlemen, I'm. I'm sorry, Joe said that he was like I don't know. I don't know what he was talking about. <laughs> um, but you think in your mind that yeah, uh, the tire caught on fire. So no, 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 no. Ladies and gentlemen, the rubber on the outside of that tire is in excess of five inches thick. No, the tire didn't blow out. No, that's not what happens. Um, If there's any imperfections in that tire, you need to understand that uh, the centrifugal force in... Well, maybe they don't know. Explain what a burnout is, Joe.
1: Oh, goodness. Uh, Basically, uh, that's to get the uh, tires nice and hot so they will stick to the uh, VHT that they put on the track. It's... um like a uh solvent that uh helps the adhesion the tire adhesion but it has to the, the tires become uh nice and sticky uh, with that solvent and and help it uh stick down on the track.
2: Well, you didn't explain what I wanted you to explain. Mm. What is a burnout? What do you do?
1: Oh, basically just lock up the front brakes and and let let the let the rear tires just spin.
2: And how many are, well, how many horsepower are we talking about?
1: Um, uh, nitro-methane drags are usually at the line about between six and 8,000 horse.
2: And how fast is that tire spinning?
1: Oh, goodness. Um, excess of 200.
2: Okay, Joe. What happens if there's any imperfection in that tire?
1: Start shaking.
2: And boom, baby! Yep. So, you know this because you know these things. Because, I mean, you like racing, you like bicycles and all that junk, right? Yeah. And you know the very best way to dissipate centrifugal energy is taking away the perfection. Make it wobble. You naturally lose both horsepower and RPM, correct? Correct. So, anyway, uh, Isaiah chapter 24 gives you all kinds of information. This gives you all kinds of information. It's just absolutely amazing. Um, And of course, we could talk about the alphanumerics and all that stuff, but (laughs) that'd really blow you away. Mm -hmm. But we've talked enough about You know about just the stuff that I mean. You realize how random this was. People are probably scratching their head, like, "Now wait a minute. I've watched. I mean, well, let's be honest with each other. Um, Some people's probably put a lot of money into these prophecy DVDs, right?"
1: Oh, right.
2: And they're fuming mad right now that nobody ever mentioned Isaiah chapter twenty-four or um, Isaiah chapter fifty-four, right? Right. Because right. you re- I mean, because you realize you can literally match this up with Revelation chapter twelve, literally. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, man, this is good stuff.
1: This is good stuff.
2: This is this is good stuff, man. I mean, this is this is 17- seventeen. <laughs> Look, man, I don't care what you say. You couldn't have paid me to go see the Super Bowl. Um, I way, I mean, way would have much rather talked about Isaiah fifty-four. Right This is truly exciting stuff. You understand that? Mm-hmm. He just told you the future. He didn't even have a problem. It, it didn't even flinch. Nope. I mean, he come right out and told you. <coughs> I mean, just the single verse that he mentions uh, the Assyrian false prophet and uh, the destroyer is just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, And we could just start doing the cross-references just on that one verse uh, and completely blow your mind. I mean, completely blow your mind, dude. Um, Just wow. Uh, And he says that too, you know, I mean, I know everybody didn't catch it, but literally... Um you know, the created the the, 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 the craftsman or, or, or Smith but blows the fire of the colds. Just do the cross references on that verse and it will blow your mind. <laughs> I love okay. it. Okay. I absolutely love it. Um man, I had a blast. I mean I really did have a blast. I really did enjoy this.
1: Um that's good stuff, man. I don't know why I had radial tires stuck in my brain when you asked me that, but
2: <laughs> Yeah, well, it, it was probably important that you relay the information like you did. Right. You know, cuz I right. can get I mean, I can get highly technical, dude. And sometimes I just shoot way over people's heads, but you know, right now, you do realize right now there's ladies that don't know what you were talking about, so they went to YouTube and searched <sighs>
1: Oh, burnout dragster,
2: dragster burnout So they could understand What you were talking about Gotcha And right now Right as they're listening to this They know something else Hmm But that's for them Right? Amen? Amen 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 amen. And amen Well I always have to pray So I guess I'm going to have to pray Or do you want to pray? Hmm Really?
0: Yeah, yeah, let's,
1: yeah, yeah.
2: Ah, right, man, let's pray. <clears throat> All right. Dear Heavenly Father, whom I serve through the Lord Jesus Christ, Your Son and my Savior, I ask that You might fill the Ecclesia with Your Holy Spirit, and that She might be pleasing and acceptable in Your sight, O Lord. Her rock and her redeemer. Dear Lord, I pray that you get us through the winnowing. I pray that we have the strength to pick up that cross and make it all the way to Galgotha. I pray that you put numerous, just numerous, numerous remembrancers in our way this week at at work before the Sabbath pray that everything that happens when we're at the grocery store and when we're at the gas station might trigger remembrancers of you. May we remember your son's sacrifice every morning and every evening in the twilight of time. May we remember that he didn't have to. I pray to Lord that you remember the children this week. I don't know how they can have any hope without the servants you gave me I mean I don't know how they can have any hope without a mother like mine and without Sunday school teachers like mine and without a preacher like mine and a Sunday school superintendent like mine I don't know I don't know but you do and I say it is good in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray, your Son and our Savior. Amen, hallelujah. Amen. All right, Joe. Uh, Next time we get together, we'll just randomly pick a – or are we going to pick another uh, flood one? You know, I mean, I've I rattled off, you know, quite a few Um, that mentioned hmm. flood. You want to do one of those? Like, name dude. Okay. Nam chapter one,
0: uh yeah, I see that.
2: Well you got Daniel nine and eleven mentions flood too. Is it, man, we could do Ezekiel thirteen, because that's all about Joe. Now that would now wait a minute, that'd be a really good way to tie back into verse sixteen, man. Okay. Well anyway, I don't care. Um you know, I'm not I'm not partial. I mean we could do we can do any number of the psalms that mentions floods, but uh, maybe we should do that, or, or maybe we'll just be random again. What? What's your thoughts? What should we do? Another random what, chapter, or stick with flood chapters?
0: I don't know. It's that's. Uh,
1: I guess we'll see what uh, is put on our hearts. Well,
2: and, amen to that. Amen to that. Amen. hallelujah to that. Amen. Okay, Uh, hey, I had a blast, ladies and gentlemen, Um, read your Bible, pick a chapter, go to the library and get as many different translations as you can, and then you can go to places like uh, Bible uh, Bible Gateway, you can listen to it in several different translations, do that too. Uh, But as for me, uh, God bless and Godspeed, and uh, Joe will take us out.
1: Well, thank you so much for listening, ladies and gentlemen. uh really, really do appreciate it uh taking the time and, and listening to this and uh and we had an absolute blast uh doing this, so like you said, uh read your Bible, listen to it uh, and uh get together in some groups and study. Uh, I always have a blast uh, getting together with others and, and just seeing, well, what I don't know. So with that, take care and God bless.